Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. This episode of Rooster Radio is brought to you by Viva Techie. Viva Techie is ready to serve you fresh, delicious Mexican street food at its finest. With selections like street-style tacos, burritos, Mexican bowls, quesadillas, and more, Viva Techie will fulfill your Mexican food needs. So next time you're craving Mexican food, come on to downtown Gastonia and check out Viva Techie. They're at 238 West Main Avenue, and when you get there, tell Francisco that the rooster sent you. I could never work high. I, I just, I, I, I don't even really like getting high that much. Um, Every now and then, I'll take an edible and watch movies and veg out or something. Yeah, yeah. But anytime I've tried to like get high at home, I and, well, yeah. no, well, no, you can't be. I can't be productive. There's a lot of people that can't. Right. But I get weirded out about being a dad around my kids and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. you know, it's like it's like when you were a kid and like they know. They know right. I'm high. I, I feel that way about my kids. If I, if I smoke <laughs> weed, yeah, like, they know I'm high. We're not <laughs> and, bad. We're just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Dad, Dad, we found this in your room. <laughs> yeah, yeah I always feel it. it. I mean, that's, a, that's what you get. Being raised Pentecostal, man, it's just oh, kind of like that Catholic guilt. It's not oh, as bad. It's not no. near as bad as that Catholic no, guilt. Catholic, but it's just, Catholic guilt will kill you. <laughs> All right. So we are back, babies, Rooster Radio. Um, wait, did you get on me for that? Okay, let's let's try that again. We're here. Camera one. Now, all right, we're back, baby. It's Rooster Radio. This week, we're talking to Fault Union. We've got Jonah, Garrett, and Gavin in the studio. Fault Union will be playing this Sunday the 29th at the Rooster, so we brought him in to talk to them about uh, what they've got going on. So, guys, introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Jonah. I'm the vocalist for Fault Union. I'm Garrett. I play guitar in Fault Union. I'm Gavin, and I uh, play the big guitar. The big guitar. Yeah, yeah, the bass, as it's otherwise known. <laughs> In some circles, they've been known to call it a bass. <clears throat> well, these guys are heavy. They're awesome. Um, you know, if you've been following us for a while, you've, you've seen them. They've been on the show before, and we couldn't be happier to have them back in the studio and uh, back, finally to get on our stage. It's been a long time coming since our first conversation, and uh, I'm very excited about this show. They're getting support from a, a couple other bands. Victim Complex will be here. Uh, Fear Illusion will be here, and we're bringing Omen Killer back from Georgia to open the show. So this is going to be a brutal show on a Sunday night, so uh, take Monday off if you because <laughs> we might have to anyway. So. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> but now, so you guys, uh, since we last talked, uh, you've put out a couple of new bangers, and yeah. now you have an album that's in the works. Do you want to talk a little bit about about the process and what's going on there? Yeah, I, uh, I know. Last time we were on, we had talked about going back into recording, and um, that was when we recorded "Obedience" and released one more single and then um, when the pandemic kind of kicked up in a bigger way and we had some shows canceled because of it we were 
at a decision, we were like, are we going to keep trying to book shows that might possibly get canceled or, or, you know, one of us get sick and can't play it or whatever. And so we decided to just kind of focus on writing um, for, for the record and really just have a, not a hard-nosed approach, but, you know, we set a, not a time limit, but a goal for ourselves that we had to meet. And uh, we did that in um, May of 2022. We did go in and start recording um, the album. Are all of the songs for the album complete and ready to, to like, do you have a whole album's worth of material or are you still working out new stuff? Yeah, so it's in the mixing process right now. Yeah, everything, we've recorded every song that's going to be on it. Um, So, yeah, mixing and mastering is just what, all that's left on the tail end and, uh, and I'm I'm sure you're excited to get on stage and play these songs. Oh, yeah. oh for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been playing them. I mean, we've been playing all the new stuff. Well, I say all the new stuff. A, a couple, a lot of the new stuff. Five, six songs. At, at our last like few shows, including um, the Rooster fundraiser. Um, I guess that was what 2021. Yes. Um, yeah. And so some of those songs that you know, if you were there, you heard them. Um, you know, and it's possible that they've changed a little bit. But yeah. Um, Really just, um, I mean, obviously, like, the point of recording the new album is to, like, put out, like, new things. And because of, like, our age, like, as a band, you know, we had been playing basically the same stuff for so long. So Mm -hmm. we've actually, I mean, we've retired a lot of, we've retired a lot of stuff. A lot of songs that just really don't. Um, fit they really, genre anymore. They, yeah, yeah, they don't fit us anymore in the the, the way we've grown. So, um, well, yeah. you guys are, are interesting in the sense that you know you're a five piece, and you know, you're all you know, you're all grown adults now. Your 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 lives are changing. Some of you have families. You all have jobs, and you're like a perfect example of of a lot of the bands that we that we work with on a daily basis of finding that balance between work and home life and also being in a band that's a serious band yeah because you know if, if you haven't heard fault union go listen they're they're the real deal um they're a phenomenal metal band but you know you guys come from different walks of life and like since we last talked i, I know uh, gavin you got married i believe um yeah. and, and, and you guys are you know trying you're starting families talk for a minute a little bit about how you're able to balance that and how it works with five different guys with five different things going on how you're like talk about the level of commitment and and how it's affecting your family life and home life and work life well i'll go ahead and say it is pretty amazing we actually are able to if if we need to we do practice like once a week and so it is we can we can usually get together once a week like in the evening usually pretty late um and we'll go from like 7 30 to whenever it, it takes to finish practicing songs but yeah you're exactly right like we all come from i mean even though we, we all came from the same area and everything and like we all grew up together we, we're all doing like completely different things yeah. um like matt is a great example like he he works so much um yeah. and luckily um he works earlier in the day so he is still able to like play shows and um and rehearse and all that good stuff mm-hmm. Um, I know. Yeah. I know. Garrett can probably speak on that as well. With his, yeah, I mean, his job, between Matt and I, we're the most, I guess, kind of unusual schedules. And so sometimes we do end up with practices where either Matt or I are not available. Uh, but we usually kind of work through it. And when we're practicing, say we're practicing every week, we still get at least two to three a month of those weeks uh, with all of us together. And 
if me or Matt's not there, we'll usually run the set at home as well. So, Who's the driving force in the band that's like holding everyone accountable, holding everyone's feet to the fire, making sure everyone's Gavin. there at practice? Gavin. <laughs> Gavin. Yeah. And who's the one that you're always having to rein in and like, man, come on. We don't really, we don't really have that problem. Yeah, we're, we're, we've gotten pretty. I mean, maybe in the past we've been pretty lax on like our uh, like practicing and I, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It was it was really prevalent during the writing process when we were just writing, not playing shows. We weren't really in the studio yet and didn't have like a set date to be there because it's hard to keep running and keep running and oh, keep yeah. running the songs when there's no tangible. No shows, pay, pay no studios. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a labor of love. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's, it's yeah. It, I feel that more than anything yeah. right now. I'm yeah. feeling that so hard, and that's kind of why I brought it up. You know, mm-hmm. I've been talking a lot lately with some of my friends and in my circle about. You know, people have asked me like, I don't know how you do it, Michael. And like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I would never do this, I would never do that. And I'm like, you know, if something matters enough, if you care about something enough, you know, you're gonna make that time, you're gonna make that commitment. And you know, I think maybe there's some bands out there, or some people out there wanting to start bands that need to hear those kind of things from yeah. other people doing it. That it's not just glitz and glamour. It's not just get on the stage and and be a star for you know an hour. It's it's all of this pay uh, all this preparation and work with no payoff right. to get to that one glamorous moment. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm trying to do that every day here at the Rooster, and it's like it's just a constant labor. And and you just, I don't know I guess you got to be a glutton for punishment to to want to you know be in this business. I, I kind of compare it to you know when when people first start like working out or like getting in shape or like wanting to wanting to change some part of their life or whatever. Um, uh, as you can tell by my shape, I don't necessarily do that. All the time. But uh, speaking do from it, experience, do as I say and not as I do. But anyway, uh, when it comes to like, there have been multiple times that we were going to practice on these writing days that I'm like, I am sick and tired of being in this room and doing this stuff and blah 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 blah. But once you get up and get there and start going through the process, you realize why you do it you kind of are constantly reminded of the reason why you're there. When you're in it and you're yeah. feeling that energy yeah, when, and it's you know you're releasing those endorphins and yeah. and you're getting the uh, the desired effects, you know, it's it's like anything, man. Any, anything it takes work. Right. You know, it and, takes work to to get good at something and then when you finally figure out how to get good at something, you just want to keep doing it and then you just make a deeper commitment to making it happen. Right. That's what I love about you guys. That's why I like, you know, I was so excited. We we worked we worked hard to get this show. Like yeah. you're five different guys <laughs> with five different schedules. Yeah. It was hard to find a date. That's why we're doing it on a Sunday. We have to right. book like um at this point somewhere between three and six months in advance, which yeah. I think around this area, um, like is I mean, I appreciate it, but uh I think it's like you know, they're booking anywhere from like uh two to four months out. So a lot of times like we can't collaborate on the shows that we want to um so yeah i mean there's bands that we've been wanting to link up for a long time especially in like the greenville spartanburg area um there's just a lot of great talent what a great scene they have down there right now they have a fantastic scene columbia as well columbia south carolina has a great scene. yeah um but i guess my perspective of the whole um i will say the songwriting process um it was it was extremely tedious and I know there were some real, I don't want to call them lows, but like, yeah, morale, I think, was low for a long time because yeah. we would just like be grinding, um, you know, like 
demoing these things out and um you know i think at one point i was i was talking about how like i wanted to write like more songs than what we were going to record and i think i think we knew um we, it, what it ended up being was that we we knew when it was time to go ahead and go in the studio like we had been mm -hmm. we went from demoing the songs in a room to uh, practicing them and actually learning the songs and rehearsing yeah. as a band and then feeling comfortable enough to go and record in 2022. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I, I actually really liked the process. The demoing process was, I think, new to all of us for the most part, at least in this band. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it. Um, but like, I think like it was mentioned, like there wasn't, for a long time, there definitely wasn't an end in sight, but- um, Yeah, it wasn't I, a payoff really. Yeah, there's no payoff, and like we haven't released any music yet, so we're st I honestly still yeah, feel like we're still bad. kind of in there. We're, but there's we're just that one step closer, and I mean, you know, there's and we're playing shows again. Yeah, yeah. We're so, shows, so we're, like, and we want to play more. Like, I, I mean, I still have wishes and wants to um, to uh, try to get into some other markets. We had a very successful show in Asheville. Yeah. Um, late last year, I thought it was really strong. Mm -hmm. um, every single band was from somewhere else other than Asheville, and I don't know if you could have even sold out Twenty Seven Club, but um, if it was possible, we, if it was possible, room, I, though, we yeah. filled the room with people and, throwing and their fists. There so. were people walking off the street, just hearing it from the outside, walking in, yeah. paying the cover just to come in and see what was going on. Man, if, I you, tell you. if you came to that show, thank you. Yeah, I really, really cool. appreciate that. That was amazing. That's I, I'd love to see that happen here. Like we, I think I think we've had a few people, you know, kind of, you know, come in off the street to yeah. kind of check out what's going on. But like the foot traffic's not quite where we want it, where I'd like it to be yet. But you, the, what you're talking about, we um, we had a band here called uh, Buried Truth that played a, a show with uh, High Tower, Venus Invictus, mm -hmm. and. Um, they were they they reached out to us. They were they had built, they were from Kentucky, and they played a show in Florida the night before the show we had. And they reached out. I was like, "Hey, we're going to be traveling back. Can we play your club at night?" And they just they they're a metal band, and we had a metal show that night. So I reached out to High Tower who who put that show together. I was like, "What do you think of adding these guys to the bill?" Mm -hmm. He's like, "You know, he, High Tower. He, anything that for the scene, he's he's out for." Right. Shout out to Josh High Tower. That dude's got just perpetual energy for the metal scene but but i told him about it and he was all for it and so i hit him back I was like yeah there might not be much money in it but you know exposure whatever and they stopped off and you know it, it was great they, they fit right in i mean they were even talking outside after the show like man we love this place it needs to be protected but they were telling me about the night before in in florida like this play i think this place held like 250 300 people and that that he was saying you could see that the, the the front windows like from wall to wall like you could see everything from outside yeah and it's a college town so people were just walking up off the street like awesome. what's going on here and That's by nice. the end of the night by the time they played that place was packed shoulder to shoulder yeah. i was like man I, you know i want that so bad yeah. for gastonia i want that foot traffic in downtown because mm -hmm. i know i've I, you know i see it i keep the door behind the bar open so i I can see how many people are walking down the street right. and you know you, I, I see people stop and look in and you know what's going on in there and you know one thing about Gastonia yeah, is people haven't adjusted to the the you know the coverage they'll, they'll pay you know 10 15 dollars to get into the titty bar but you know they want you, know, yeah. you tell them it's 15 dollars to see three or four bands and people act like that's a bad thing I'm like what are you talking about right. that's so cheap for a night of entertainment oh yeah especially when you compare it to any like i mean i've been going to shows 
we've all been going to shows since we were in high school. Yeah. Um, and like, and then like my dad had talked about, you know, going to Bojangles Coliseum to go see Van Halen. And it was like anywhere from eight to $11 or something crazy like that. And even when we were like going to Amos the South End, like still relatively like, you oh, know, cheaper, affordable, so. yeah. like, you know, compared to what it is now. And then now, like, if you want to go see, apparently if you want to go see Taylor Swift, you have to fight to the death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> I compare it to that of like, I mean, well, what's the most you've ever spent on a concert ticket? Oh, I'm scared of that. No, but, uh, let's oh, let's have some fun with this. I, have to think. I know how much I've spent. I think I can't remember who I saw, but I remember the price. That's that, that's bad when you can. Remember uh, yeah, how much it, it must not have been that. worth it. I remember. I think it was like sixty-eight dollars. I think. Okay. But it was like standing room only. Like. Okay. Just chilling. I bought uh, Epicenter tickets in 2020, which never happened. Uh, I think we got refunded. But I didn't think about uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, Metallica yeah, and Stain and all that. Yeah. So I, I was mainly going for Metallica and then Stained as like my second band. And whoever else was there, I was like stoked to see. But it, it was also a weekend long thing. But I think they were like 250 for the whole weekend or something. Okay. Like but it I all mean, got refunded. Even, that's a festival. So yeah. Like, yeah. I, so I, I wasn't thinking festival. I was thinking one night. Yeah, yeah. Gavin, what about you? What's the most you spent? I, I remember it vividly. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge Fall Out Boy fan. Like, still one of my favorite bands to this day. And um, they, around the time that I was in high school, they had been on hiatus for several years. Um, and then they announced Save Rock and Roll. So I've, I've never seen them in concert. Um, but I think the... At Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, now PNC, the pit was sold out, and so couldn't get tickets. But then found two tickets on eBay. I think they were three fifty for two tickets, and so like that breaks. And there was no I, I got you all. That beat. breaks down to like one hundred seventy-five dollars a person, which I was in high school. That was kind of a lot. You guys were, something was big. working at Hardee's. Oh yeah, you oh yeah, something big. Not too long ago, but, I think. Yeah, well, Paramore also opened up. I will also. Say oh, that, that I bet that, that was fun. That, that, those Fall Out Boy and Paramore, like whether or not you like their new sound, like they've they've pretty much blown up. I can yeah. only imagine what it's going to cost well, them now. You went to something big. I well, I mean, Christy, my wife and I have been to Aftershock five times, and that's in Sacramento. So that that's an expensive, but that's a festival. Yeah. But the, actually, the most we've ever spent on a concert ticket. Um, <laughs> A few years ago, I want to say this was 2016 or 2017, Tool played at the Bojangles Coliseum. Yes. And I was on the computer the day that they went on sale trying to get tickets. And, you know, I don't know why they haven't figured this out yet, but, like, you know, they say tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. at this time. And we went on and, like, if you've got a city card, you can get in this pre-sale. Or if you're on this fan club, you can get in this pre-sale. So it was one of those pre-sale things. Mm-hmm. So I'm on there in the pre-sale, and I'm trying to get tickets, and the computer just keeps timing out on Ticketmaster's right. site. Like, just, it's yeah. tool, right? So not only did they start selling tickets for the Charlotte show that day, but they also started selling tickets for, like, the rest of the tour. Oh, so okay. the Ticketmaster's site gets bogged down. Well, you know, it's a day later before I can get on there and try and, like, get anywhere with the website, mm-hmm. and it was sold out. And the only tickets available were tickets that the scalpers were reselling for, you know, godless amounts of money. So, you know, I'm kind of pissed off, you know, like we, we, my wife and I are big Tool fans. So I go to their website, just on a gut feeling, I go to their website, and I see that Tool for this particular tour were selling these VIP uh, ticket oh, things, yeah. these packages. And you got, you know, you get like a meet and greet, you get early access to the show, all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, they were $500 a piece. 
$500 for a VIP ticket. But that's still not even what people are spending to go see. Well, this was in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Since COVID, since COVID come back, they they're they're taxing the shit out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. But but so we we decided, and it was in like like we went on sale in like November, so it was really close to Christmas. So my wife and I agreed that that year this was going to be our Christmas gift to each other. (laughs) (laughs) We spent a thousand bucks to see Tool, Mm -hmm. but and and honestly, it was worth it. We got we got to meet everyone in the band, but uh, Maynard. Yeah. you know, it, it was really cool. You know, we got to see them do sound check. You know, we got to tour the facility that, you know, they had, um, you know, uh, Adam came and did like a little talk and talked about their writing process and things like, which was interesting, very interesting, to, you know, because they, the way they write is very different than what most bands I've talked to, right? You know, they, they all kind of write on their own and then bring pieces of songs and then start laying them. You know, they do the, the math thing with theirs. So they're, you know, they're laying yeah. you know, irregular beats over top of each yeah. other. And it's, it was really interesting. And, you know, my, you know, Adam sat on my wife's lap, so she got a thrill out of that. Very, so, cool. yeah, very cool. So I guess that alone to Christie was worth the price of admission. But, uh, but no, I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say, it. you know, I've I've dropped a lot of money because you know why? Because I'm supporting the artists that that I love and have influenced me through the years. Oh, yeah. You know that's why when people scoff at a fifteen dollar cover, I'm like, "Fuck you, man!" Like, oh, I, I, th- these people work so hard for their art and their craft. You know, if you love music, then support it. You know, yeah. and otherwise you're going to be stuck with what they play on the radio. And if that's your thing, yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, I think it's completely reasonable and. Yeah, especially for this day and time, like it's it's surprising that it's not even more than what it is. But yeah, you're still getting like bang for buck. You're talking if, um, well, I mean, so our show day, before what we're tra- you're charging seven bucks. Is that right? It's seven in advance. I, I mean, think ten at the door. So, come on, yeah, seven dollars <laughs> for four bands. I mean, that's literally less than two dollars a band. It's so yeah. awesome. That's more. That's less than a meal nowadays. So like, right. yeah. And and you know though, and and what I'm learning um, and and have since I've opened this place, um, the most of the original artists that, that we're dealing with, nobody's doing this for money. Like no. they're really not. I know that there's especially younger ones. I know there's a lot of bands that have aspirations. And you know, if you ask me, you know, just about every band we've had on stage so far, and, and all of the bookings that we make, I, I believe in these bands. You know, I wouldn't invest, you know, a Friday or Saturday night you know, hang our livelihood on a show if I didn't believe in the music, if I didn't think it yeah. was good. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, I guess it's a long way of saying that, you know, it's it's the love of what we do that, that keeps everyone doing it. And, you know, the ones that are doing it for money, they're the ones that are, you know, God, that's gonna sound. I, I promise I'm not trying to be a dick, but they're, they're cover bands. You know, like like you got cover bands. You can make a lot more money playing other playing other people's music, and people will pay for it. And there's and that's and that and there's nothing wrong with that. No. You know, I, I mean, last night we sold this place out with a Beatles tribute and a local band named Scandal and a local band named Jefferson Avenue. Mm-hmm. They sold out. It was a great show, and I'm so grateful to those bands. Uh, but I'm also trying to help this local original artist with, and give him this platform. And I don't know, you know it, it even took me a while to adjust to like focusing my or shifting my attention more on the local scene than what I had been listening to since I was in my 20s. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like I said, I dropped a thousand bucks to see Tool. But now that I'm in this day in and day out, you know, there's 
there's this tendency now to, to always try to revert to, I try to listen to yours and all the other local bands' music more on Spotify. I'm like making a conscious effort <clears throat> to put more of my, um, um, you know, Attention. attention on on the local scene and, and and give more to that scene and and it does it did kind of take a shift of perspective for me to get there yeah. you know i figured you know i've i've done open this place up the least i could do is you know show, that's why we play the local music on the pa as often mm-hmm. as as possible you know i'm trying to get those those uh plays up on everyone's spotify you know try to get y'all 15 cent yeah. yeah thank you we appreciate it <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, tra- tra- yeah. and <laughs> transparently like i think they can agree. Like, I'm the only one who really, like, I, well, I'm probably the only one who ever talks about money in a way that, like, I want more of it, but not in a way that, like... We all do. We don't, we don't put money in our pockets from the band at all. Like, basically, any money that we make at a show is put into the bank, and then we'll pull from that, like, as needed. Sometimes it's, like, to refill a merch order, or sometimes it's to, um, I don't know, like, pay... Pay for something. I don't know. Studio logos, time. Flyers. Every, just, just like studio you know, time. Or reimbursing, like, um, yeah, if someone had to someone buy had something. Someone pocket, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we've just been putting everything in the bank and then, um, like, recording, we pretty much paid out of pocket. And so we, we just use it to, like, supplement, like, being in a band. But for the most part, like, no. Like, 100% you're right. Like, places like this, you know, we're not interested in... It's always great if we're able to make some money, but for the most part, like the Rooster, the Milestone, Skylark, like any of these like hyper local venues are really just giving us a voice. I mean, if these places weren't around, then then we would have nowhere to play other than like someone's garage and then we get the cops called on us and it's just like not good for anyone (laughs) which has happened (laughs) so i was just saying it sounds like a personal experience it probably wasn't the smartest but yeah like one time we played in my backyard i think we were seniors in high school and then um it was very obviously it was new year's eve and very obviously like which I shouldn't say, obviously, because it was New Year's Eve. Like, that's when yeah. noise happened. Yeah. But, yeah, cops came. It was fine. They let us play one more song. And then cops came to Matt's one Probably a practice at the garage. In yeah. garage which is kind of cool. <laughs> Same thing happened to me when I was a teenager. I was in a band, and we would practice at my house. And uh, we had the cops calling us a couple times. We had a neighbor, but the neighbor that was calling the cops on us was just a dick. Like, yeah. he, just, he was just a hateful old dude. But um, but yeah. no, nah, it's true. I mean, not you know, not to be crude about it, but I mean, the local scene it is one big circle jerk. Like we're all just you know, you you know, I I I, I love it that bands get, that play here get to play at Milestone and Skylark and Radio Room and yeah. Art Bar, you know, all these other places. I, I wish I'll talk to the camera on this one. I kind of wish that I had a tighter relationship with some of these other venues so that we could help bands plan tours. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like like how cool would it be to go on a six city tour? you know with the same lineup like like i feel like those types of things strengthen the scene and yeah. and make the you know it helps elevate the scene and you know i don't i'm the new guy in town i have no influence on these other clubs whatsoever but you know i would love it if we had a working relationship and there's there's you know i i love mick at ground zero you know i i, I do have a line of communication with him mm-hmm. and a lot of the shows that we do he does as well especially metal shows yeah um and and you know hell we had some guys in here we have a St. Patrick's Day show coming up with uh, Fractured Frames, Detest the Throne, Mafia, a couple others are in there. And um, that same show is going to Ground Zero. They came in here last night and asked to shoot a promo video. I was like, sure, go ahead. And uh, John, shout out to John Lutmer from Detest the Throne. He's like, well, you care if we shoot one for Ground Zero too? I was like, 
sure. He's like, are you sure? Like, I know you guys are competition. And I was like, hold up. Yeah, said, no, we're not competition. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll squash that right now. I don't look at any of these other places as competition. I look at all of these other venues as, as partners in this goal that we're all trying to achieve. You know, yes, we all want to make money, but there's enough to go around. You know, the, 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 really the onus is on us as, as venue owners, promoters, and bands themselves to promote each show to try to pack these places out so we can keep doing it. Right. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll never have that competitive uh, attitude toward other venues, especially venues like Skylark, um, Snug, yeah. uh, Ground Zero, the play, Radio Room, places that are that are focusing their attention on the, the music scene. Right. You know, a lot of these other places have food. We don't have food. <laughs> you know, and we're not slinging chicken wings over here. Right. And that that's kind of a draw for a lot of play. That'll get people in the door. But I, the reason why I made the decision not to try to like do a bunch of bar food was because I want people's attention on the stage. Like I want to sell entertainment, not burgers. And, you know, I've had people come in, you know, you, they, people call us all the time. You got food? I'm like, well, we got nachos. Yeah. You know, I, I've tried to make it as simple as possible. And we'll bring in food trucks. If we sell a bunch of tickets for a show, I'll bring a food truck. Yeah. And we've had... Bob's Grub Hub? That place is banging, dude. Yeah, he's been here a couple times. Yeah, he he comes quite often, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have Mabry's Q House? Yeah, they were here for um, uh, New Year's Eve. They're awesome. Shout out to Mabry's Q House because he brought in a couple pieces of brisket for me. Did you, did you try the brown sugar bacon? Yes. Dude. I had, my wife and I got a whole side of it when we ordered our fish. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Sounds nuts. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I, Frank, uh, Paul Paul's delightful dogs. He's he's, he's yeah. a hot dog cart. He's been here a couple of times. Uh, he's he'll be here next Saturday. Um, he he does he makes all his stuff homemade. He does baked beans, uh, homemade chili, homemade coleslaw. Mm -hmm. uh, he's doing boiled peanuts now, and he's actually in April his food truck will be ready, and then he's going to expand and do grilled sandwiches and fillies and stuff. Nice. And he's you know him and I have been working together since, pretty much since we opened. You know he brought his hot dog cart out one night and it was really good and okay. he's always available you know i can call him just about any day of the week and be like can you come out saturday he's like i'll be there michael <laughs> I'm like yes so he'll be a regular here along with bub's grub hub and, yeah. you know we'll get mabry's back out for a big event you know the one thing about food trucks is if you, you know, if we don't have a huge crowd you know it, it takes a lot right on one hand food trucks are great because there's less overhead than a restaurant but at the same time, it takes a lot of resources to get set up, get it, get it out here. And, you know, if you could be somewhere else where more people are, because I feel bad if I get if I've had a couple of food trucks come out and we just we only had like 30 people here. Mm -hmm. And well, that's you know, you're not making enough money to set up. Of course, I get it, too. You know, it's just like us hosting a show and 30 people show up and it's kind of hard for us to make money on, on that. So I get it with the food trucks. So a lot of the bigger trucks or ones that are a little more established, we have a hard time getting them to come out because we don't quite have the clientele and yeah. the foot traffic in downtown isn't where it needs to be to support it right. you know i mean it's getting to a point where in like places like greenville south carolina columbia a, a lot of college towns you can just park somewhere it doesn't matter what's going on you're going to sell a ton of food oh, yeah yeah you know? Yeah, uh, when food trucks are here, are they out back or out front? Do they? Uh, got, the it depends. Usually, the, the city hasn't given us a hard time. Let's just not even go there. Uh, let's not give them a reason. Um, usually, it's out back. Um, yeah. That they part, they do set in the back parking lot. Now, Frank with his hot dog cart, he sets up yeah, out front. Say, that's a perfect little spot yeah. for a hot dog cart. Yeah. Yeah, we've had more success, I think, with people parking in the back. Like you would think, out front on Main would be better, but 
Um, the ones that have come out set up in the back, they, they tend to do well back there. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. we've got some, uh, you know, we've got some things, and I'm not going to make any announcements, but we do have a couple of bigger festival-type things planned later this year mm-hmm. where we'll have multiple food trucks, you know. Right. And, and, and I'm, I'll just I'll stop. And I don't want to give you like the Rooster Fundraiser. Similar, yeah, yeah. 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 It's making my mouth water. I feel like Fall Game is just like we're uh, first, we're a band, but second, we're like a food appreciation. Yeah, because yeah, we the all like other food. thing that we talk about the most is where we're going to. Where, eat. yeah, where's dinner? That's, we're gonna, that's the second. There, somewhere, there's a YouTube show there somewhere. Fault Union and food, yeah, like probably. you know, food, figure food, out yeah. a pun for it. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got to probably eat at Peter Wheel before our show on uh, on the 29th. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's probably a must. As long as the weather's good and we can or, sit on the... Or Viva Techies. Oh, yeah. Or how do you... Is that how you pronounce it? I it's Viva Techie. Um, yeah. And shout out to both both Viva Techie and, and uh, Pita Wheel. Shout out. They're both, they were both sponsors. They, they both helped us get our doors open. Yeah. Uh, Viva Techie is, is, is like a... Uh, a member sponsor, uh, you know Francisco that runs that place. You, you, you know we ran the commercial before the episode. You right. know for for Viva Tacky and uh, Peter Will's great too. You know Chris and I go way back. Um, mm-hmm. You know he's, he's a great dude. I'm very happy for him. He's got about to open that Belmont lo- yes. location, and that place is just gonna kill it. But uh, we get we get food there all the time, both those places. But a lot of the bands will come and get food there before the show. So mm-hmm. I know we're pumping some business into that place too. So. Which is which yeah. is which is what you want. You want to create almost like an ecosystem where you do business. You exactly. Know? You can exactly. You can be a self sufficient business. Like you can see like standalone places that just do their thing, like a venue or a restaurant or whatever. But if you can build a conversation. Yeah, build community. Music and food and entertainment. It's just like whatever, you know? yeah, it's just like with Cavendish Breweries right down the street. Yeah. We put their beer on on our taps. You know, three of our four taps are Cavendish brews. We carry uh, four of their canned brews. You know, I, I always run the same price. I'm always running theirs on special. They're they're a neighbor. Right. You know, anytime people want to rent this place out for private events, one of my first suggestions for catering is the Gaston Poorhouse. Mm-hmm. Gaston Poorhouse has amazing food. Their catered, their charcuterie boards, their dips, they're phenomenal. You know, um, you know, I always tell people, Viva Tacky Pita Wheel, if you're looking for something to eat. And we don't care if you bring the food in here and eat it here. I, you know, people have asked, like, can we eat in there? I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm, I've, I don't have that food. So, yeah, bring it in. We got trash cans, yeah. you know. Just you know, don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't get don't get in the pit with like your guacamole. Cavendish, <laughs> they um a few years ago, I don't know if they still have it, but they introduced a pizza oven and um and oh, yeah. obviously like they have a kitchen there. But that that was some of the most surprise. Like it was so good. It was it was so surprising how good their food was. Yeah, their pizzas uh, are. Fa- that's the only thing I've ever had, ate there. Yeah. yeah. Is oh yeah, their it's so good. It's such a good idea to have some. And I've seen the oven in there too, and it doesn't like. It, doesn't take up like too much space and it seems to work well for them that's a yeah i mean i've actually walked um i have walked from pita wheel to cavendish or or somewhere in the area but i've i've walked to cavendish several times from being down here yeah i think people just need to realize that it is all connected i mean it is here i guess it's more of just like spreading the word and, and making sure We've had people kind of, you know, complain about having to park in the back and walk around the block. And I'm always, you know, when I hear that complaint, I'm like, really? I, I, I've lived in downtown areas before, much bigger than Gastonia. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things, I, I live out in the country now, and I love it. It's peaceful, it's quiet, I wouldn't trade it for the world. But the one thing that I do miss about living in a city is not having to drive everywhere. Like right. walking around a downtown area, 
I mean, first of all, it's good for you to walk places, but secondly, it's nice. You get to take in more, like you really get to see the surroundings and see, you know, I'm talking architecture, I'm talking shops and restaurants, you meet people. It's, it's all part of this community thing that I'm doing here is being a part of this community, there's nothing wrong with walking up the block. You know, I walk up down. Yeah, my friend Byron runs Citycade, and it's like a three and a half block walk from here. Yeah. But it takes ten minutes. Like uh, it's not that bad. I've seen I've seen the narrative recently, and it really gets under my skin of the aversion to Gastonia for some reason with a lot of stuff like events and everything that happens. I see people that live in Charlotte are like, "Oh, Gastonia, like you could." A bunch of bad things can happen to you. Nothing that happens here doesn't happen everywhere else. Yeah. This is not some cesspool of crime and villainy. Like, this is not Gotham City. It's literally... Well, that's an old not. stigma. It's, I mean, there was a time where Gastonia was like that. Oh, there, yeah. there was the time, but it's just it's just not so anymore. The leadership here is different. You yeah. know, the, the investors in the community, i.e. business owners, are oh, different. Yeah. You know, and, and now that we're here, we're seeing a lot of people come over from Charlotte crossing the river. Right. And, and that's I love that because we're putting a spotlight on downtown. Plus, you know, all of the growth for this community started in Belmont. And, you know, there's, you know, sorry, but a lot of you Belmont people have a little sense of, a little arrogance about you, like, that's completely unearned. If you're talking about public parking or just open space, like, Gastonia has more of that. So, like, even though... Like, yeah, things may have started in Belmont. Like, good luck finding a place to park on a Saturday. Or live there anymore. Yeah. I mean, it is, like, once you get parked, like, there's obviously stuff to go to. But here, like, you can you can drive to the, you know, you can drive to the uh, to the east end, like, where CityCade is, and you can get spaces over there. Like, there's literally... Yeah, there's plenty of places to park, yeah. find parking here, yeah. which is great. Like, you know, you go to... I don't know how we got on parking in downtown. I, I didn't mean to take away... <laughs> Well, we need to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> We've been branding ourselves as a Gastonia-based band, yeah. and if there's perceptions or things that get in the way of people coming out to shows here or listening to us or whatever, just because we're from Gastonia or whatever, we need to we need to nip that in the bud. I'm not, I'm yeah, not, I mean, you know. well, not only that, when you come here specifically to the Rooster, we're kind of heavy-handed on security here. Oh, so you know, we we've you know. You're gonna feel safe here. To tie us to tie it going back to music but also tying in Gastonia, the the last time we played so we've actually played downtown Gastonia before. Yeah. Um at least twice that I can remember. One was the red, white and what they call it? Some July Fourth of July in downtown Gastonia I think has been a couple different shapes, but at one point it was um like a a, like a daytime festival that had yeah. a stage and like we were youngsters and we're like playing that and screaming you know like in the middle we, like we were the where, only like where the heavy apart- band where the apartments are getting put up I was oh, okay I, I got, that's where it was I, I got think. in my first car accident that in the park and uh, right behind the park that parking lot back there so that was there and then if I remember um, there was like a venue slash like was it like a it was like a teenage level, social level um, teenage level hangout four or something. It was like a teen club. But the yeah. there's a building um, kind of near Web Custom Kitchen, and uh, that and we played in the basement for like uh, one of our buddies. I think it was his 16th Grad, birthday. Pro, was it a or, or graduation, a graduation party. party. Yeah, it was a graduate. Party. So we were around 18 or so. Um, we got to play there. It actually had a stage, 
and there was a sound system. It was actually yeah. pretty cool. It yeah, yeah, yeah. sounded great. Like, yeah, yeah, both of those were great experiences, and one was private, and then the other was, like, completely 100% public, uh, really cool. So I think... A lot of people have tried to get things going in downtown, you know, and so, sometimes when I think about that, it's like, it, it, it can be daunting, but, you know, no one's ever really approached it this way either. I mean, they, yeah. a lot of people have tried, but I think we're finally at a point in this community's history where people are ready to start making better choices and, and make different choices and do more to support this downtown area. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and I, I kind of, my perspective on it is this, you know, we can let it happen to us or we can take control of how it happens. Yeah. You know, you look at communities like Ballantyne and Pineville, those, those were planned communities that were built by rich people that decided where you were going to live and where you were going to shop. Mm -hmm. They were all planned, and they're about to do it again with the River District in between the airport and 485 area. Mm -hmm. They're about to do the same thing there. It's going to be just another Valentine. Yeah. And <clears throat> the reason it happens this way is because, you know, infrastructure. You have to grow communities to support the people. People aren't going to stop having babies. People aren't going to stop moving down south. So, you know, yeah, you know savvy, rich people get in on that early, and they make all the decisions for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Gastonia is that last little piece of dirt outside of Charlotte that hasn't been completely gobbled up yet. Yeah. And it's and now that you know, they've moved into Belmont, Mount Holly's next, Gastonia is after that, and we have this opportunity to kind of take control of how that growth happens. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one of the many reasons that I bought the building here was here's something I can do that's good for this community that will, you know, that will you know, have a positive influence. Right. And, um, you know, it, it, to anyone out there thinking about opening up a business in Gastonia, I encourage you to do it because, you know, this town is growing. And again, we can take control of how that grows or we can just let it happen. And then you're shopping at the same stores. Yeah. You're eating at the same places everywhere else, and then we end up having no personality of our own. Right. Yeah. 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 Now, Garrett, how does this affect LeBron James' legacy? <laughs> I can't speak on that. No. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for another time. Okay. We'll let you gather your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. You've it, been very vocal this whole time. I appreciate you. But we, we have said it before. Like, I think that, like, finally you get to play the rooster. I think this really yeah. has finally come full circle. I, we've mentioned it before. Mm -hmm. Probably on the last you know, episode that we were on, and yeah. it, it is going to be really cool to finally, like, I guess, come home in a way. Um, yeah. It is funny, like, I'm so glad you said it like yeah. that. That's how, that's that's, how we feel. About it. That's that's what we're that's what I'm trying to do here is make this a place at home. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are probably sick of hearing me talk about it and sick of seeing me on social media. And I, you know, I don't mean to be annoying. If that's how you feel about our posts and stuff, I promise. I, I'm just, you know, no one's as passionate about this as I am. No one cares about it the way that I do, and no one can speak the way I do about it. And it kind of falls on me. I, I was kind of hoping that there would, I could bring somebody in to do all that social media stuff. But, you know, it's just like with no one can talk about fault union the way you guys do. Right. Like, no one feels it as, as passionately as you do. And no one wants to. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess you could say the same yeah. thing for me. Solely the money. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All 
two cents we make. <laughs> but I mean, this this was all born out of love. Just like your your music and, and you guys coming together to make music, it was all born out of a love for something that's bigger than ourselves. You know, like I think a lot of people, especially now when everyone's so disconnected because you're living life through one of these, I mean, think more than anything, people want to be part of something, and yeah. you know. That's you know another reason you know some people have other things to fall back on that you know, they have communities smaller communities that they're a part of you know you know uh, religious communities is a big one you know that's a way for people to come together that have a you know like-minded ideas and share their lives but you know for me that wasn't it this 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 is you know my church so to speak not to be blasphemous yeah. about it but well yeah. a, a kind of new thing that we dealt with was um, so we we had a show at. Um, Bart Smart with Out of Oblivion, which um, great young band, yeah, and they're they're very local. Yeah. Uh, and another from Raleigh, um, Six Foot Sleep. Thank you, thank yeah. you. And um, they were But anyways, like if I remember right, Garrett was you, were you sick or double ear infection? Uh, right? Yeah, I was sick. So like, here. and so <laughs> we ended up deciding to do that show without Garrett, and which kind of like changed the set because like um, you know we rely heavily on each one of us and. For the most part, like one of us can't really fill in on the other's part, even the guitarist. Like it's it's just yeah. gonna be not. Each piece is just as important as the next. Yeah. But it, it stuff really all the time. it really brought into question like I I don't know that like we might be able to do that again, and we've even talked like well maybe we should be like having a fill in. You know, every or, you know maybe someone should come learn vocals, or maybe someone can learn some of our guitar parts. But mm-hmm. even then, like, we're, you know, we've never me. pictured anyone else in this band. Um, like, we had a member change up um, like a few years ago. Whenever we kind of came back in, and Jacob became the drummer, and then Matt finally got to play guitar. Uh, because he's an amazing guitar player. And I thought it was a drummer. He yeah, had been, and <laughs> he had been writing the guitar parts a lot, even while being a drummer. So it just made sense for him to be the. Be the guitar but but all that being said, like I think the way we approach Fault Union and writing our music is like we don't really want to do this with anyone else. And you know, for us having a fit, like you know considering a fill in or play show without each other, like it's 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 a hard decision, and yeah. we we don't really like to do that. You know, this is you a guys are a family. Group. Yeah, I don't think anyone can just walk in off the street and like do that and be in this band. Um, not to sound super like exclusive or whatever but that's yeah. the reason why we do it is well, you we're should, friends and like this yeah. we love each other like this is a this, and you should protect that you, you should yeah. protect that you guys have a connection that not a lot of people can experience and, and you should definitely protect it and for fill-ins if that ever needs to happen like they're all people they're not just random people who we know can just play or can do vocals or whatever like if we were to have a feeling we've been talking about um if you come to our shows and seen a guy come up and, and scream with me, it's our drummer's little brother. He does vocals <laughs> a lot. And so we've been talking about if I was ever sick, like what happened in December when I had COVID and we had to cancel a show, um, he would be able to Keep learn it in a couple family. songs. Yeah. And he would have like his set that he's comfortable with that he could come in and then the instruments can just play. And uh, it, it would be the same in anything. So that's 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 been on the conversation of who, not just who's a good musician and who do we think can play this, it's who who fits the yeah. the the vibe 
I guess. Who, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring your resume and describe yeah. to us how you fit our vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of vibes, let's uh, let's wrap this up and let's send some good vibes out and talk about you. Get, give us a give us a promo that we can cut out and and, and put out there for next week's show. Go ahead, Garrett. <laughs> I, I am not the promo guy. Uh, we 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 hope you'll come out and support us a week from today. Um, which I don't know when this will get released, but it's on the uh, is it the 29th? 29th. Is that right? It's yeah. 29th. January twenty ninth. Yeah. Uh, it's a little earlier in the evening, so. Um, We've got what? It's enough. It's enough time for you to go home and sleep for work tomorrow. You don't have to complain and whine. We got to work too. Like it's I okay. mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we did it. It wasn't because we're like, oh, we're trying to get more people, and it's like, I won't go to bed. And like, we've, we've been to... polishing the heck out of you. You guys are doing a terrible job of promoting this show. I know, right? <laughs> Let's start this over. Now, give me a promo. Tell people uh, when your show is and why they should come. Okay, January 29th, we're playing. Uh, a bunch of new material that uh, some have been heard, some haven't. You need to come listen to it. Omen Killer's coming all the way from Georgia. Those guys are tearing the place apart. They've been all over the country. Victim Complex are the bad boys. If you've seen them, you know, and if you haven't, shame on you. Uh, Fear Illusion is a bunch of young kids that are probably going to be uh, overtaking hey. us us all at one point. They'll be the big band around here. And then we're playing, and you should come see us because uh, we're nice to look at. And we're finally playing in our hometown. Yes, and we're finally amazing. playing at home. Which great, is great job, fellas. There thank you. I yeah. saved it. Don't all right, well, fellas, thank you for coming and doing this today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you all for watching, listening, and however you're consuming this. Hopefully, you'll come to their to their show, and if not theirs, you'll come to another. Um, I really, again, I appreciate the time, fellas. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Thanks, man. Peace it. and love.